Thank you for joining us at First Baptist Church of Welcome. This is the first in a series called Established. The message today is part one. The vocal scripture is found in John 17, 1 through 3. Here is Pastor Mark Hashigan with today's message entitled Knowing God. Stay tuned to the end for the challenge of the week. Reading out of the Gospel of John today, chapter 17, verses 1 through 3. Again, I'd like to, to welcome everybody today for, for being here, for being uh, there in, in uh, TV land. Hello. Thanks for being with us today. And I, I'm excited uh, that, that I've come across this, uh, this series to share with you, just to start our new year with the... Um, to give us some righteous and, and, and hopefully right thinking so that we can attack the rest of this year um, with a godly heart and mind uh, and to, uh, to continue to look at, bless you, uh, to look at uh, our theme for the year for moving to serve God and, and seeking his face. Um, in this series, we're going to learn how to be rooted and established in the love of God. So for the next 40 days, I'm asking you, would you go with me on this journey? Would you be here every Sunday? Would you come in with your hearts and your minds tuned and ready to go? This is a 40-day, it's a six-week initiative. My prayer is that by the end of it all, uh, we'll be more rooted and established in God's love. And, and we'll be able to share that with one another, and more importantly, with the world outside these walls. So if you have your Bible, you turn to John chapter 17. In case you didn't know, that's in the New Testament. And that follows Matthew, Mark, Oh, yeah, video. Go ahead. Hey, we're going to start the video. Thanks, Jeff. That's my fault. I, I put it on the bulletin and I didn't just. <clears throat> so that video is, is kind of what we're going to talk about today. So let's read in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verses 1 through 3. And God's word says, These words spake Jesus and lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. May God have his blessing to the reading of his word. So here we, this is Jesus speaking. And Jesus is soon going to be going to the cross to die for, for your sins and for my sins. And he's praying here for future believers. He's praying for all the people in the future that's going to put their faith in him. And here's what he says. 
Bible says, after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven. And he did what? He prayed. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Read verse 3 again. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So why did Jesus come? What's life all about? What's Christianity all about? Brother and sister, Christianity is about more than just heaven and hell. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, of course, a big part of it. But it's much broader. It's much bigger. It's much deeper, and it's much wider than that. The Christian life is more than just not sinning. The Christian life is more than the hereafter, the afterlife. It's also about the here and now. So let's break it down. There are three main things here that we can learn that Jesus is teaching us in these few scriptures. Number one, the first thing that we learn is that Jesus came to give us eternal life. So that begs the question, why did Jesus die on the cross? Now the churchy answer, we already know, right? The churchy answer, the thing that you grew up knowing is, is that he came to take away our sins. Right? Isn't that what we think all of a sudden? He paid for our sins. And yes, he did. But why do we need our sins paid for? The answer is so that we can have eternal life. Does that make sense? The whole purpose of Jesus' arrival, the whole purpose of the cross and the resurrection is so that we can have eternal life. Life is what it is, right? I mean, we know what life is. Everybody put your hand on your heart. Hopefully you feel a heartbeat. If you don't, we need to call 911. We know what life, we experience, experience life, don't we? Life is life. Now, eternal is the adjective that describes how long that life lasts. Which means that the whole reason that Jesus came, the whole reason that he died on that cross, the whole reason that he rose again, is so you and I could have life. Life. Now I'm going to correct some of our thinking here. Some of us... Because we watch teachers and preachers on TV, we had this idea that, that Jesus came so we could have stuff. 
You know anybody like that that believes that, that, that you know that I'm gonna come to Jesus so I can have stuff? I give give him some of this and some of that, and then he's gonna give me stuff. We think the purpose of this existence on this world is so that we can be happy. So we can have stuff, so we can never be sick, right? Our, our idea is going to be, I'll give to God a try. And I'm going to get enough points in doing the right things. So I get paid back with an easy life. Man, if that were only the truth, right? That's not what Jesus tells us, is it? He says our life is going to be difficult. But he also says that we can give our burden to him. And we may find rest. And you don't mind, you know, you're probably sitting there saying, I don't think that way, right? Let me ask you this. Have you ever had something bad happen in your life and you think to yourself, God, are you kidding me? Are you letting this happen, God? I've been to church like two weeks in a row. And this is happening. You're driving down the road, down the road, and bam, there goes a tire, flat tire, and you're and you're thinking, seriously, Lord, seriously, right now. Doesn't that sound funny? You saying that to to God? Seriously, Lord. As if the Lord owes you and I anything. We're the servant, right? We got a flat tire. We're sitting there. We're thinking, oh, God, you owe me. I've been doing the right things pretty much. Didn't you notice I've been in church? There was one year I even went every Sunday. Can't you give me a lottery ticket or something that, that wins? I'm due. How many of you guys pray for a lot? Don't put your hands up. There's this idea floating around in this world that if you give your life to Christ, that all of a sudden in this existence, everything is hunky-dory. Everything is smooth and fine and lovely. And folks, that just isn't so. That isn't why Jesus came. Jesus came so that you and I can have real life. Life. Life eternal. Do you want to live in this world forever? Now, I understand that when we look at our grandkids or we look at our children, we want to be around for as long as they are. But that's not God's plan for any of us. Some of us are blessed. Some of, some, some of us will make it to that ripe old age, whatever that is. Jesus came to give us life eternal. Point number two, Jesus defines eternal life in two beautiful words. Eternal life is knowing God. Knowing God. I mean, this is massive. Think about that. Have you ever thought about that? Eternal life is knowing God. I mean, to me, when this hit me, it was like mind-blowing. What do they do? Jesus taught that eternal life isn't about the destination. 
It's about a relationship. Jesus said, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. When he says eternal life is knowing God, he's not talking about a knowledge about. He's talking about knowledge of. James 2.19 reminds us, you believe there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. There's an enormous difference, brothers and sisters, in believing things about God and actually trusting in God. Trusting in God is a relational exchange. It's something we do person to person. Believing things about God is an educational thing. Believing things about God is a brain thing. Trusting in God is a heart thing. It's got to make that 18-inch tr uh, travel distance from here to here for it to be real. It's transform transformational when we believe Christ in our heart, when we trust God in our heart, isn't it? When Jesus says that he came, he died on a cross, rose again, his whole deal was about us having eternal life. And beloved, eternal life in Jesus' words is knowing God. The one true God, the only God. He came to offer you and I a relationship. I love that. I love that. Any of you ever spend time being a loner in your life? Did you ever have a part of your life where you just, you were going to do everything yourself? You didn't need anybody? I did. And that included God. Because it's all about me. What I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, how I wanted to get there. He gave us an opportunity for a relationship. Not just in the hereafter, but in the now. Right here. Right now, this very second, the purpose of life is to know God and to walk with him. To know him. The things that you've heard about in the, in the scriptures. Whether you're a church person or not, it's all about knowing God. The greatest thing for David wasn't that he defeated Goliath. The greatest thing for David was that he knew God. The greatest thing for Moses wasn't when the, the Red Sea parted. The greatest thing for Moses is that he knew God. They had a friendship with God. They had a relationship with God. Even in the New Testament, the greatest thing that Simon Peter did wasn't walking on water but that he had a relationship with God through Jesus Christ.
through his faith, through the trust. For so many people who grew up in church, the whole thing has been about the afterlife. Isn't that what we think about? I'm in church. I got Jesus because I want to go to heaven. I know I got to live through this earth first, this life. But heaven, that's where I want to end up. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Have I blown your mind yet? It includes that, of course. But Jesus taught that the reason that you're breathing right now, the reason that God knit you together in your mother's womb, was so you can know God. So you can have a relationship with Him. So you can walk with God. When you were growing up, did you ever think that heaven was heaven? Because you were going to be rich there. I mean, you get a mansion, right? You got you got to walk through gates that have pearls big enough to be the gate to, to cover the, 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 the doors. The walls are made of precious, uh, of precious gems. The streets are paved with gold. We all remember those stories, right? Or those descriptions of, of, of heaven. But heaven is heaven not because of the shiny stuff. You know that the streets are made of gold. You know why that is? Do you know why, why, why the streets are gold in heaven? Because in heaven, gold is irrelevant. Those things that we find precious and priceless here on earth are just construction material. Just building material. It's pavement. What heaven, what makes heaven heaven is that God is there. Right? That's where he lives. And we'll know him completely. And we'll fellowship with him every day. Completely. Isn't that amen? Listen, all our souls are going to be satisfied in heaven. We won't want for nothing because we're going to be in the best place possible ever. Heaven is heaven because heaven is about God. It's about him and nothing else. It's a relationship. Life, brothers and sisters, is about God. It's not about getting his stuff. It's about getting him, holding on to him, cherishing him. If you and I are going to be established in the Christian faith, we've got to start right there. It's the cornerstone of the whole thing. That through my faith in Jesus, I have eternal life. Which is what? A relationship with God Almighty. 
that never ends. Think about that. I thought I had a long week. I'm glad it wasn't eternity. The last main point is that eternal life is walking with God. Christianity is about having a relationship. You guys got, you got that right when I just said that a little while ago. It's what it's about. It's about relationship. It's about knowing God, really knowing God. How do you get to know God? How about right here? How about on your knees when you pray? How about in fellowship with one another? How about out in the world where you see him work? How do you know God? We got to walk with them, right? When we spend time with someone, when we walk beside someone, we establish a relationship. And brothers and sisters, you cannot have a relationship if only one of you is doing all the work. That's not a relationship. You can't have a relationship if you have no desire to learn about that person that you're walking with. You won't ever know anything much more about anyone if you don't care enough to try. And why won't we learn more about Jesus? Why won't we learn more about God? Not what we read in a book. What we know here because of what he's done in our life. What we know he will do through our relationship with him. We have to try. We have to walk with him. We want to expect to, to leave this earth and live an eternal life with God, right? And not do anything. Do you know anybody like that? Made to walk, came to Christ, got dunked, and sat in a pew for the rest of their Christian life. Didn't do anything. Never picked up the Bible. Never went to a Sunday school class. Came to church every once in a while. You know, you know, you know who I'm talking about, right? You know anybody like that? You don't get to know somebody by not putting some effort into it. Relationships are two-way, and that especially goes with our walk with God. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how all of this works. If you're going to have a relationship with somebody, you have to learn to talk to them. You've got to learn to listen to them. In fact, next week, we're going to talk about how to hear from God. How to communicate with God. How to grow and be established in our relationship with him. How to become rooted and established in his love. I hope you join me, join us for this important journey. Let's pray. Father, eternal life, 
It's unfortunate, Lord, that our hearts, being sinful, we come to church, we, we've made that profession with our mouth, but not our heart, that, that we want to live forever. Forget everything else. But Lord, you want us to come to you to submit our lives to you, to give our hearts to you, to learn about you, to, to, to know you like we know our best friend. More than that, to know our Father. Lord, I hunger and thirst for knowing you. I pray that my brothers and sisters here today grow in the hunger and thirst to know you, not just a Sunday morning sit down, but Lord, that they would lean their hearts towards you, that they would seek you and find you, that they would begin today to have a true and full relationship with you. And I pray that, Father. I pray that with all my heart. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for this place. We're thankful for this fellowship. We're thankful for you and your love for us. That put your son on that cross. That he would die for our sins that he would be resurrected three days later so that we could have eternal life. Why? That, that we might live with you. That we would have our relationship, an eternal relationship. Father, I can't wait. I thank you. I I do thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus, for holding out your arms wide on that cross and taking your final breath. You thought of me and everyone in this room and so much more. We give you the praise, honor, and the glory in that name, that precious, that holy, the name above all names, the name of Jesus, do we pray. All God's children said. says, Jesus came into my heart. Amen? Amen? Wasn't that like the best day ever? Do you remember how you felt that day that, 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 that you accepted Christ when, it, when the revelation in your head and your heart came together and you said, wow, I need to do something. That guy that died on that cross wasn't just a man. He was God. And he didn't die in vain. He died for me to take away my sins. Because he came into my heart. He gave me a way out of my sinful ways. A way to eternal life with him. How big is that? I remember the day. I remember all the, all the resistance that I gave for years and years and years and years. 
And for me, it was just like I've said before, like that burden was gone. Just like that. As soon as God kicked me in the pants and put Jesus in my heart, I knew I had to do it. So many times we walk on this earth and we don't listen. Some of us are hard-headed and have to be kicked in the pants several times. Here, today, we have an opportunity to start this year right going through this, this series. We have to know God before we can love him, don't you? Yes, we can have love at first sight. That happens, right? At that moment. Two months down the road, maybe that sight was a little blurry. You just didn't realize it. We love someone when we get to know them. When we know that we can trust them, when we can give ourselves to them, and that's what God wants. He wants us to give ourselves to him and to want to seek him, to learn about him, for him to be a part of our life, to walk hand in hand. Put that picture in your head. See, because if you're walking hand in hand with God, guess whose hand you're not going to be grabbing? The devil's. If you have your hand in the hand of the mighty God, you will not fall. You'll stumble. You'll still do bad things. But he will pick you up. All you got to do is let him. Challenge this week. Take time this week. Every day. And find a way to know more about God. And see, that can only be between you guys. Because it's a relationship. I can give you guidance, but ultimately your relationship with anybody is between you and that person. And if you're going to have a relationship with anybody, have it with God first. Seek knowing more about him this week. Can you do that? I think you can. God bless you. Thank you for being here love you all. If you need me, please call me. Have a great week. Brother Chris, would you close this? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love. And God, as we went through this sermon, this message today, Lord, let us find time, make time, um, be more observant, be more committed, be more willing to hold your hand and not devils. And Lord, let us grow close to you. Let us be motivated and disciplined in the same breath so that nothing will stand in the way of our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. We do hope that you were blessed by this message today. First Baptist Welcome has Sunday worship every Sunday at 11 a.m. Check out 
us at firstbaptistwelcome.com for all of our services. We are located at 6735 Port Tobacco Road or Route 6 in Welcome, Maryland. We do hope you will have a blessed day.